Simply Abundant, Intuitive Hour. For overthinkers who are finally ready to move from their heads to their hearts for more connected relationships and a fulfilling life. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Back again for another podcast. This is number 356. It's called I'm Not Getting My Way. I'm going to fill in the blank, right? Okay. So to me, this is one of the things that when I talk to people, I find it looking at it from my observation, you know, in terms of what I have been through and what just blows me away is that we have any kind of expectations that other people are going to fit into our idea of who we think they should be and what they should be doing for us. Like if you really think about that, how fucked up is that? That completely disregards who that person is, what they're about, what their own shit is that makes them do half the crap that they do, let's say. And it doesn't make us look at ourselves at all, right? It takes balls to do that. But you could ask yourself, why do you know better than that person who they should be or what they should be doing, especially when it comes to us? Because usually we want them to do stuff for us that we won't even do for ourselves, which is hilarious, right? If I don't give to myself, but I want you to give to me, I don't know where that makes sense, but we do that. And I used to do this shit, by the way, so I'm not going, oh, yeah, look at you guys. No, I sit there and I think sometimes, holy crap, where did I get these expectations? And who am I to want somebody else to change when, hey, hello, I need to go look in the mirror and work on myself here a little bit on how I show up with myself and how I showed up in relationships. Because, of course, I thought I was perfect and the other person was fucked up, but that's not true. So the potential, of course, that someone else has is not yours to judge. And a lot of times we meet people and we may think of their potential to be somebody else other than who they are, which is super fucked up, right? But some of us want people to treat us in a certain way in our relationship or perform certain activities that we are compliant with because that way if they walk on eggshells, I won't be triggered and I won't have to deal with all the crap inside of me. Because that's all that triggering is. It's saying, hey, you, wake up. There's some shit in here you might want to clean out, but we'd rather ignore that and have everybody tiptoe around us so we don't have to deal with our shit, right? So where are you when you meet someone and you develop expectations? Where are you? What, what are you thinking, right? Because expectations are based on what? Only their good characteristics, only their perfect characteristics, only the ones that you're highlighting and hoping the other ones you can just disregard because... I know a lot of people who did that getting married the first time, including myself, where it was, well, these, these things here, I like those. I'm just going to you know, ignore the other ones. <laughs> like, hopefully they go away or something. Like, I just, that's so insane. Oh, my gosh. It's like I'm talking and I'm remembering and I'm thinking, what crack pipe was I smoking? Seriously. To even think that. Like, and, and the idea that, my ex-husband in this case was going to be, you know, someone different. He was just going to be him. But it's funny how we will cherry pick the characteristics we like. And then we have an expectation that this person should always be that person. You can only be the characteristics I like. Do not be something I don't like because then I'm going to feel funky. And I don't want to feel funky because then I'm going to have to deal with myself and my feelings. And oh, I don't want to do that. 
I mean, that's really what it comes back to, right? Because if you have expectations that somebody's going to only have these great characteristics, you are looking for somebody who's a character in a book. You're not looking for a real person, right? You're looking for a prince or princess charming. So the deal is, at some point, your expectations are not going to get fulfilled, right? You're going to be disappointed. You're going to think, oh, God, if only he or she would do this. And I've had podcasts about this before, haven't I? Yeah. So what do you do when you're disappointed with the results of someone else's choices? You know, they choose not to spend Saturday night with you. They choose to go on a business trip that they could take you on, but they don't take you. I mean, there's so many different things, right? Like you think, oh my God, we have such a great relationship. We should spend every moment together. And then they don't want to do that. Those are disappointing things when you have some kind of fucked up expectation that your idea of a relationship is that you spend every minute together and theirs is not. Who's right? Neither one. But we can't live that way. No, we're going to force our agenda on other people. And I say it in this black and white way because we have a lot of trouble seeing our own actions. We really do. So when you are disappointed, do you blame them? Do you nag them? Do you try to get them to do what you want anyways? Or are you pissed? What is it? You silent? You say go fuck yourself and you leave? What do you do? A lot of people, when they don't get their way, they threaten to leave. Yeah. Hey, you're not doing it what I, what, what I want. You need to do it my way. Well, if you don't, I'm out of here. Who are you? A mini dictator? You know what I mean? And I know that most people who are doing this are not doing this from a place of love. You're doing it from a place of fear. Some kind of fear inside you makes you into Attila the Hun. Okay. So you got to look at what is going on with me. You know, what's my stuff here? Because you have to, again, say to yourself, who am I to have this outlook? It's an ultimatum, okay? That your frustration has brought to you and you're trying to get out of your own sense of frustration by trying to control the other person. So it's kind of hard when you have an ultimatum out of frustration to expect anything to turn out well, because life's not a movie, as we all know. And the deal is you're avoiding yourself. And that's the real issue. You are the real issue. And thankfully, you are. Because that means you can do something about it. Someone else is the issue. Um, good luck. Because most people aren't going to change or do anything. In fact, 99.9% .9 of them aren't going to do shit differently unless they want to. And you may say, well, I threatened to leave my boyfriend and he changed. Well, yeah, out of fear. So having somebody change out of fear is a good thing? I don't think so. I don't want somebody being with me because they're afraid to lose me. I want somebody to be with me because they love me and want to be with me, right? But most of us don't think that way and neither does our society, does it? No, no, movies do not perpetuate this crap. So you're the real issue, as I said, and you're never going to be happy looking at someone else and judging them and hoping they're going to change and you threatening to leave or whatever if you don't get your way. But where do you ever get your way without all the extra effort? And even then, do you really get your way? You know, a lot of us will be pressure, pressure, pressure on someone else. And at the same time going, oh, I wish I wasn't pressuring them. Why am I pressuring them? You know, so you're kind of beating yourself up at the same time, right? But you don't see all of this extra effort as in your energy, your physical, emotional, mental energy going out the window when you're putting all this extra effort in. And then you're wanting to get filled back up from this other resource. 
but why would you do this? Because it's a reaction, guys, inside of your pattern about how much you do not like yourself. You're your own worst enemy. You don't realize it or see it because it is hard to see. I mean, all of this crap is hard to see. That's why you listen to my podcast. You're going, God, if I had a flashlight, I could see this crap inside of me. It's so hard to see ourselves. And, and self-awareness is great. And I hope that, you know, if you listen to these podcasts, you get a lot of tools on how to look inside and find these things so that you can be empowered and happy rather than judgmental and sad, okay? But the deal is, you seriously though, coming back to you're your own worst enemy and you only see the other person as that. I mean, that's the sad part, right? We supposedly love people and then somehow they're our enemy because they just don't cooperate with what we think they're supposed to be doing because they're supposed to be working on making us happy, but yet we don't even make ourselves happy, right? So if you have a complaint, then you need to look in the mirror as to why you made the choice to be here in this relationship, as I like to say, that's a great place to start. Why am I here in this relationship? And again, when you guys ask yourself why, and you want to know your why, don't do it from a place that you're doing it wrong. Ask why, because you're going, hell, why am I doing this? Like you want to know, you're curious, what is going on with me? I want to know me. That's why you ask why. And you keep asking it at a deeper and deeper level emotionally. You keep getting lower and lower till you get to your deeper emotions, till you get to your core beliefs. That's where you want to go. Oh, now I understand what my motivation is. Now I totally get it, right? Because then what you're going to see is that somewhere in there is a state of lack. It's in there. Because the only time you want other people to do a dance that you want them to do is when you have a state of lack going on. So again, be thankful you're the problem because it means you can do something about it. What's an example? You're married and you're constantly irritated by your husband and his inability to take care of himself by eating right and working out. Okay, simple example here, guys. So you're constantly focused on him and how he's not measuring up. It irritates you as you eat your piece of lettuce and he has a hamburger, right? You don't like the spare tire he has and everything in you is focused on what he is doing or not doing. Like literally you spend hours a day thinking about how frustrated you are that he is not holding up his end of the bargain when it comes to eating right and working out. You don't like it and he's not doing what you want him to do, okay? So it's a painful place for you to live in, of course, and you're actually freaked out and shame him all the time. You know, um, I thought you were going to work out today. I can't believe you're having the hamburger. What are you thinking? I thought you wanted to lose weight. I thought you were going to work out. Blah, 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 blah. So you threaten to leave because you're not getting cooperation from him. It irritates you that he would say one thing and do another out of frustration. Of course, you're trying to come up with the ultimate zinger to wake him up and get him to do what you want so you don't have to follow through because you don't really want to have to leave him, but you're sure as hell going to threaten that, right? And that, my friends is all about putting your crap on somebody else, right? It's I'm not getting my way, so here's my ultimatum. And the problem with that is it's not genuine and you're not looking at yourself. I mean, whatever somebody else chooses to do, they do. So in that situation, you can't force your boyfriend to eat how you want him to or do what you want him to. So you're going to have to come to a place where you go, okay, I'm not going to get my way here. And I have to ask why it's important for me to get my way. You got to know, why do I need to have my way? Why can't I let other people just be and breathe and do themselves? And if I'm not connected and I don't feel a reason to be in this relationship, then I can go. 
And I can go try to find somebody else to control and go through the same fucking thing. Even if it's not about what they eat or exercise, it's going to be about something else. Alrighty, here we have a story with my client. So my client is always imagining when she meets someone new that he's going to be the answer to her prayers. Her new boyfriend is already a straight up disappointment to her. He doesn't do anything she wants. And those are her words and not mine. And then all of a sudden, what he'll do, which really throws her for a loop, is he'll act like her knight in shining armor. And that only happens, of course, when she breaks up with him because she's so frustrated by what he doesn't do for her. So now she glorifies what he's, when they're broke up, by the way. So what she'll do is they're broke up and she'll glorify what he was doing and how wonderful he was when they were together. So now she's not beating him up anymore. She's beating herself up. Why couldn't she have been more patient? Why couldn't she just accept him as he was? And then, of course, eventually they get back together. And, of course, she's elated in the beginning, like, woohoo, all right, yeah, we're back together. He's so great. He's like a knight in shining armor. And then, I don't know, a few days later, she realizes he's still not doing things her way. <laughs> You know, she's back to looking at his old lack. Yep. And then, well, and I should add, you know, he'll break up with her too because he gets tired of her judging him 24-7. So their whole relationship is just built off of one breakup after another. So both are attached to the other, so it never, ever lasts, and they're constantly break up, get back together. I can't stand this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then, boom, they're doing it again. So my client grew up with an alcoholic father. She felt he never cared about her in a way that reflected her being okay. And he usually would complain about whatever she wasn't doing right. So she has a really deep sense of emptiness that she was unwilling to address. And her boyfriend's like a Band-Aid. It's something to focus on besides her feelings of lack, her feelings of not being good enough, and the feelings she doesn't want to address. So her feelings felt like she would die if she had to be alone. You know those feelings? I mean, feelings can make us feel pretty extreme, right? So with her boyfriend, there was a high level of disgust and she would try to look inside of herself, but she always felt numb. She, always, she also did not address her issues at all. In fact, she was pretty obsessive about things being in order in her life. And when they weren't, she would hate on herself and she felt stupid when she made a mistake and she was a perfectionist. I mean, I could just list things, all right? The point is, not a lot of happiness going on there and wanting somebody to make her happy who had no ability to make himself happy, by the way. And so neither person was like making themselves happy or making each other happy. So that's a lot of misery, right? So what's the happy ending? Well, she started to value herself and she's recognized everything she was disappointed with in her partner was a reflection of how she felt about herself, which is great. And she started to get why her feelings of low self-esteem were, were basically reflected onto her boyfriend. And she started making decisions which were more in favor of herself. She stopped making threats when she didn't get her way and asked why she needs her way more often than not. So that's what she does to herself. Like she goes, okay, why do I need my way? What, what is it inside that I'm feeling or not feeling that's saying I need my way? So she's learning that it has so little to do with the other person and everything to do with her lack of value in herself. Okay, got the call to action again. Until you account for what drives you, you will focus outside of your partner for, I'm sorry, outside of you for a partner to be perfect to compensate for your feelings of lack. Yeah. So why is this important, you guys? Well, 
your whole life focus is on what isn't working, which is kind of a shitty place to focus, right? So if you enjoy that, then that's not important. <laughs> you know, like if you're looking at all the fucking problems in your life all the time, hmm, I don't know, that's pretty crappy. Uh, your issue can be resolved rather than believing it lies with another person to change. To me, that's pretty important because I definitely want to know I can resolve something rather than worrying somebody else has got to bring me the gift of, of fixing it. And here's a deal. That creates anxiety anyways when you put it on other people. That makes you anxious. Just remember that. Um, you're always going to feel insecure or off if you continue to ignore your own issues. And running away from what you can't handle changes nothing. Having to have your way makes you weak in terms of ability to be emotionally resilient. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but he or she was totally different when we met. Yeah. He used to buy me flowers. She used to give me blowjobs. Seriously, I hear this all the time. I can't have this type of relationship. It's not fair to me. He or she needs to get with the program or I'm out. Well, it's really funny how it's all about the other fucking person, right? It's not that you dealt with reality then. You know, people are going to do things in the beginning. And yeah, it's great if they keep doing them, but you can't hold it to that one perfect moment. You've got to take the whole picture and go, that is the reality. Not just cherry pick moments that were high moments in your relationship where you're like, oh, I want that to happen again. Well, of course you would like to. It's nice to have nice things happen, but you got to see the reality of how people show up, including yourself. Just stop and think for a moment how your expectation of someone else changing is impacting you. How much time does that take out of your day thinking about it? Does it feel good? Do you feel as though you're in control of yourself when you threaten something? Or I should say you threaten someone to force movement? Seriously, when you threaten whether you're going to leave or whatever, you want them to do something, um, that doesn't feel good. And even if you get your way, it still doesn't feel good. And what are the three tips? Number one, what do you want? Do you know what you want without it being about what someone else is or is not doing? Be honest with yourself. Two, when you know what you want, focus on how you can do this without badgering someone else to be what you want and instead look at where you aren't doing what you need to produce the results you're looking for. Three, what are you afraid of in terms of putting meaning on what someone else is doing and threaten to leave when you don't get your way? What are you afraid of having to deal with emotionally that you think is resolved by running away? Sit with your feelings so you get some clarity. Call to action one more time. Until you account for what drives you, you will focus outside of you for, your, for a partner to be perfect to compensate for your feelings of lack. You have a universal right. You have the right to threaten everyone with leaving or some form of torture if you do not get your way, guaranteeing you will never be happy and are just running from yourself. Yep, pretty harsh, huh? Well, it's true. Okay, related podcasts. I've got two of them. Number 262, my feelings are hurt and it's your fault. Number 220, my way or the highway, bully and dictator behaviors. So we have this little uh, Facebook Live that I do every Thursday, 9 a.m., Pacific Standard Time, 12 Eastern Time, and that's where I answer questions. So if you have questions, email me, podcast at tracycrossley.com. You can also email any ideas you have for a podcast topic. Um, and, and of course, if you have questions too about what's going on in your life, you can totally email those as well, even if it has nothing to do with, let's say, today's podcast. 
And if you want to take it up a bit and you really want to get your ass kicked, you can join my group. Well, right now you can join the waiting list for my group. And if you are not so inclined to really roll up your sleeves and do the big work, and this is for people who are anxious or anxious avoidant or avoidant, I don't give a crap. Everybody's anxious in the group because every single kind of insecure attachment has anxiety attached to it. It just does. It's anxiety. It's numbness. It's really there because you're not being authentic. You're not authentically connected to yourself, no matter which one it is. So anyways, if you are interested in that, you can go to my website and you can uh, sign up on the waiting list. Or if you want to take immediate action and you're like, I got to do something now, sign up for my 30-day video course, The Emotional Cleanse for Healthier Relationships. You will feel better about yourself if you do something. And of course, I know a lot of you, I get letters all the time from people who have listened to my podcast for years. Some people have listened to my podcast hundreds of times a week. Yes. And I know that whatever it is that works for you, that's great. And if you find yourself changing and growing in this way, that's awesome. I love it and I'm happy for you. All right, guys, take care. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter or a discovery session. The website again is tracycrossley.com. Thank you.